Welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's August 7th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, FCC approves Amazon's $10 billion Project Kuiper broadband internet satellites. Two, Google invests $450 million in ADT to integrate Nest into security offerings. Three, Vero Money's banking charter opens door for fintechs. Shift one, FCC approves Amazon's $10 billion Project Kuiper broadband internet satellites. On July 30th, the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, unanimously approved Amazon's Project Kuiper. The project, originally announced in April 2019, will deploy and operate a constellation of 3,236 low-Earth orbit LEO satellites to provide broadband internet to the United States. The FCC stipulated that Amazon must have at least 50% of satellites in operation by 2026, with all satellites fully deployed by 2029. Amazon's stated goal is to provide affordable, reliable internet access to underserved populations globally, particularly in remote areas. The plan is to provide service directly to customers, as well as high-speed backhaul for wireless carriers to allow them to provide LTE and 5G service in less accessible areas through 5G cell towers, rather than laying down fiber. Current speculation, based on the language of the announcement, is that Kuiper will focus first on the United States before expanding internationally. Morgan Stanley predicts that Project Kuiper could represent as much as a $100 billion opportunity for Amazon. Amazon is committing over $10 billion to Project Kuiper, which is actively investing in research and services, led by the former head of SpaceX's Starlink program. In December 2019, Amazon announced plans to open a giant factory in 2020 for satellite R&D, prototype manufacturing, and qualification and is currently looking to fill about 100 full-time roles. Amazon has also invested in related offerings, such as its AWS Aerospace and Satellite Solutions Cloud Solutions Business Unit in June 2020, and its AWS Ground Station in May 2019 to help manage satellites and their vast streams of data. CEO Jeff Bezos also has sizable investments in Blue Origin, which is expected to launch its new Glenn rocket in 2021-2022. Project Kuiper is reportedly two to three years behind Elon Musk's SpaceX Starlink Internet Satellite Constellation, which had its first launch in May 2019. Starlink's original plans were to launch 60 satellites every two to three weeks throughout 2020, each launch bringing online about one terabit per second of quote-unquote useful connectivity, enough for 40,000 people to stream video simultaneously. Despite launch delays, Starlink now has 595 LEO satellites in orbit, after launching an additional 57 this morning, putting it within range of the 400 to 800 satellites needed for minor coverage. It has U.S. FCC approvals for about 12,000 satellites and is also requesting permission for another 30,000 for a total of 42,000 satellites. Last month, SpaceX said it plans to launch a private beta this summer, followed by a public beta for, quote, those in high altitudes, end quote. Starlink will initially provide service in the northern U.S. and lower Canada and will expand to, quote, near-global coverage of the populated world, end quote, by 2021. The price of Starlink Internet remains under wraps, though current speculation based on SpaceX's comments is that it will run about $80 plus $100 to $300 up front for terminal equipment. 
Over 700,000 people so far have registered interest for the service on the company's website. Satellite-based broadband will be a game-changer for both underserved consumers and businesses in multiple industries. Terrestrial cellular networks only cover 20% of the planet today. Just over half of households globally are connected in part of the digital economy. Satellite connectivity will unlock enormous value for both the satellite internet providers and businesses that use satellites to extend their offerings, from digital services to logistics to remote work. Connectivity also enhances the efficacy of IoT devices, which have an extensive set of use cases across industries. Satellite broadband holds the promise of transforming how we think about internet access globally, closing the digital divide, and reversing the shift towards more fragmented realities. To read more content related to space exploration and satellite-based internet, check out our July 24th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, The Push Towards Mars by the UAE, China, and US, and our December 23rd, 2019 brief, SpaceX's Starlink and The Push Towards Global Satellite-Based Internet. Shift 2. Google invests $450 million in ADT to integrate Nest into security offerings. This week, Google announced it would invest $450 million in security services firm ADT for a 6.6% stake. The deal includes a, quote, long-term strategic partnership, end quote, bringing together Google's Nest smart home devices with ADT's security solutions. Google's current Nest portfolio includes cameras, video doorbell, alarm and safety systems, smart locks, thermostats, smart speakers, and routers. ADT's offerings for residential and business customers, in turn, include security systems, for example, video cameras, digital panels, motion sensors, and access control, safety products, for example, smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, flood sensors, panic buttons, and medical alerts, smart automation, for example, smart locks, smart plugs, and garage controllers, and associated 24-7 monitoring. 71% of ADT's revenue comes from residential customers, while the other 29% is from business customers. The rationale for the deal is heavily reliant on ADT's over 20,000 professional technicians, who will sell, install, and service Nest devices, and ADT's professional monitoring network. As part of the deal, ADT will eventually, quote, exclusively support Nest products, end quote. Over time, Nest devices will be integrated with ADT's offerings into an ADT and Google helpful home security solution, targeting both DIY and professionally installed segments. The shift will happen across three horizons. One, introduction of current Nest products to ADT customers in the next 12 months. Two, a fully integrated solution with Nest products and new features, no later than June 2022. Google and ADT have been working together on product development for almost a year. And three, new intelligent products and AI-powered smart home experience, such as differentiated monitoring, video analytics, and prioritized alarm response, to reduce false alarms to the police. The Nest Aware video recording subscription, which will be made available to ADT customers, already has a facial recognition feature. Subject to milestones being met, ADT and Google will each invest another $150 million in three tranches for co-marketing, product development, technology, and training. ADT's stock shot up 76% after the Google announcement, despite ADT reporting losses once again just two days later in its Q2 2020 earnings, its stock remains 40% above pre-announcement levels. 
ADT has been the leader in the residential monitored security industry, with 30% share of the North America market at the time of IPO, but has faced growing competition. It hasn't been profitable since going public again in January 2018, and its customer base has declined from 7.2 million at IPO to 6.5 million today. For ADT, the partnership represents the potential for a new long-term growth trajectory, an opportunity to capture consumers who are smart home first rather than security first. Amazon and Google continue to be locked in a largely two-man race in the smart speaker market, a key gateway into the smart home. As of Q1 2020, Amazon had the edge with 23% of global smart speaker sales, while Google had 19%. Amazon's February 2018 acquisition of connected smart home company Ring for $1 billion expanded the Amazon Alexa smart home ecosystem with a bevy of surveillance and security capabilities. With this partnership with ADT, Google is looking to level up its own assistant smart home ecosystem to compete with Amazon. Google's partnership comes at an interesting time, with rising scrutiny of facial recognition and suspicionless surveillance. Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM, for instance, all recently pulled back on efforts to market facial recognition to police departments. Google notably has not followed suit with a similar announcement, though it put a pause on selling general-purpose facial recognition as an off-the-shelf service in late 2018. Integrating Nest Aware into ADT offerings has the potential to expand facial recognition to the home and business environments of ADT's 6.5 million customers in the U.S. To read more content related to facial recognition and the smart home, check out our June 12, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Tech Firms Pull Back on Facial Recognition Use by Police, and our November 19, 2019 brief, Underdogs in the Smart Home, Apple, Samsung, and Ikea. Shift 3. Vero Money's banking charter opens door for fintechs. Mobile-only neobank startup Vero Money finally received approval from the U.S. Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, OCC, becoming the first fintech to receive a full-service national bank charter. Square received a Utah industrial bank charter, a different pathway, in March 2020. The approval signifies that the new Vero Bank, can now control its own deposits without having to work with partner banks. It can use these deposits to fund loans and safeguard deposits across state lines. The company previously gained approval from the FDIC to use federal deposit insurance in February 2020. Vero Bank, which is subject to national banking laws, began using its charter on August 1st. It plans to transition over 2 million accounts away from its partner bank, Bank Corp, and add new credit cards, loans, and savings products supported by a recent $241 million Series D round. If a neobank can't get its own charter or licenses, its options are to partner with a bank, the most common route, acquire a bank with a charter, or operate on a limited basis. In the U.S., all of the pathways for a fintech to attain approval are long and uncertain, as follows. 1. Get a national bank charter. Vera was the first fintech to receive one. Two become a state-chartered and FDIC-supervised industrial bank or industrial loan company, ILC, Square's route. Or three, collect licenses state by state. It took Vero three years to get approval from the OCC, two and a half years for Square to get approval for its Utah industrial bank, and Robinhood pulled its application in November 2019 in the face of regulatory burden and scrutiny. 
An OCC effort to introduce a special-purpose national bank charter for fintechs was overruled last year by a federal judge. Vero's approval could signify that the gates might be opening for fintechs to become banks, despite the persistent pushback by traditional banks. Social Finance, SoFi, applied for a national bank charter last month, which would allow it to lend money and accept deposits on its own and offer more competitive rates. Neobank Monzo, which has over 4 million users in the UK, also applied for a national bank charter in April 2020. The acting OCC comptroller has suggested that approval may come more quickly now that Vero has broken ground. While retail banking has traditionally been a lower-margin business than the tech sector, big tech firms and fintechs have been drawn to it by the allure and possibilities of consumer financial data. Just this week, Google announced it had partnered with six more banks to provide digital checking and savings accounts to Google Pay users in the U.S., bringing Google's bank partner total to eight banks. Agreements such as this are mutually beneficial. Big tech firms can use customer data to offer new services, such as financial insights and budgeting tools, while retail banks gain ready access to a large pool of mobile-first consumers, their associated streams of revenue, and a low-cost source of deposits. Google has indicated it will stay out of the financial plumbing, helping it avoid the associated compliance and need for a banking license. With first-party data garnering so much attention of late, amid privacy regulation and the looming death of third-party cookies, the ability for a fintech to operate a bank directly becomes even more compelling. A national bank charter can be a strategic moat that differentiates a fintech from the pack. To read more content related to banking and big tech players expanding into financial services, check out our February 7th, 2020 brief, Visa's $5.3 billion bet on Plaid in the pathway to open banking. And our December 13th, 2019 brief, tech players expand their ecosystems through payments and financial services. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, Head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the three shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on the future of stock exchanges and talk to you again on next week's three shifts edition.